We are in 2024. Holy shit. <laughs> it is the Dirty Laundry Game Worn Hockey Podcast. Justin, Wade, Paul, all joining us for the first show of 2024. Got a lot of things to cover. Hope everybody had a, a good Christmas, a good New Year's, got jerseys or that kind of stuff they wanted. Enjoyed the Winter Classic. I thought it was a, was a great game. I thought it was a great production looked good i love what seattle did i love that all the vegas guys were dressed as elvis um so just a good all around and even the the, the one thing i wish it would have happened um and if it crossed your mind let me know is when the the uh, kraken guys are walking down the the walkway and the guys are throwing fish i was hoping somebody would get clocked with one just and and not to be injured or anything just because it would have been just hilarious to watch but uh I thought it was a great event. I, I, I hats off to Seattle for their jerseys. I thought they were phenomenal. Um, and I actually liked Vegas with such short history. Um, you know, obviously Seattle was able to go back to their, the metros, but you know, Vegas did something that was kind of classy, kind of Vegasy. Um, I, you know, hats off to both the clubs. I, I think both jerseys showed well. But uh, and uh, as we'll get into the auctions and stuff here in a minute, but what one of the national podcasts I was listening to. Uh, daily face-off was talking about the, uh, the Vegas ones. And if you look at the, the V logo, if you look close, it looks like it's giving you the double middle finger. And once <laughs> you see that, you'll never not be able to see it. So uh, if, if you go look at one, um, you'll, I promise you, you'll see that immediately. Uh, so I guess we'll start a little bit, just kind of a year in review of, of things that we saw in the hobby. Um Positive, negative, whatever. Uh, one of the the couple big things that we saw this past year, of course, was the announcement of Fanatics taking over jerseys uh, after this season is done. We're, I don't want to say we're excited about it, but we're intrigued by it and hope things turn out well. The other big one, of course, was uh, Boston going away from migraine, starting their own program. I will... In the coming months, have the uh, the head of that program on here. I now need to reach back out now that the year is over. He asked me to do that. Um, the large amount of jerseys from estates. I, it's the most I've seen in a hobby, I think, in years. Uh, so what are – kind of go around the horn here. We'll start – Paul, we'll start with you. What other things did you pick up on from 2023? Um, I mean, it seems – knock wood – where – basically out of COVID, I mean, it's still happening, but, and there's still cases, but it's not impacting our everyday life. So a lot more expos, a lot easier to travel, um, a lot of great shows. And, and people were just excited to get back out um, and go, you know, go to equipment sales, go to shows. Um, to me, to me, that was by far the highlight, getting to see friends again um, easily, um, that was great. I mean, the reverse retros coming out, some teams seem to oversaturate the market with them. Uh, great designs, though. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, it was a blur all of it 2020. Yeah. yeah, we can all agree to that. Uh, Wade? I mean, 2023, I think a blur is a great way to put it. I think that um, it was a year I think we've seen some growth in our in our hobby some substantial growth in the availability of a lot of higher end stuff and that comes back to 
you know, the estates and some other stuff that just became available. Um, you know, I think we've seen, I think the one thing I took from 2023 was maybe a little bit of stabilization in the mid to lower end stuff and a boom in some of the higher end desirable stuff that popped up. And I think that's because stuff became available because new stuff came into the hobby through those estate sales. But also I just feel like the dollar amount for high end stuff has just kind of taken off. I don't know if it's even slowed down yet going into 2024, but I think that's fun. I don't, I can't disagree with you there. And and you're right. I think the, the lower to mid tier guys have those, those prices have kind of maintained and, and, and the superstars, you're always going to have guys going after those who, no matter who they are. Um, Justin. It just seemed like there was a lot less drama in the hobby this year than maybe prior years. It, it felt like either I blocked enough the problem children or what it just feel like, you know, the mods seem to be on top of everything. There's, you know, all of us are dealing with scammers and we're, you know, we're seeing these uh, people hawking tickets and Jersey groups now, but other than that, it felt like kind of a low key year. And, you know, that was certainly uh, a rewarding aspect of it. Cause it just didn't feel like there were any train wrecks or many train wrecks. And it, and it felt like there was a little bit more, at least in my feed, uh, a little bit more collegiality in, in some of the years. And um, so that, that's certainly a good thing. It, it was, uh, you know, for me, I, I pivoted a little bit um, with the uh, huge changes with the Women's Pro League. I don't have to worry about, you know, I'm not as, the new league doesn't have team names, so I'm not as interested as maybe I was in 2023. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But it, you know, the migrate shift was pretty big. Women's Pro League changing, huge. Um, but thankfully, a lot less sniping at each other. Uh, again, maybe it's just because I've blocked <laughs> some of the, the the suspects who are at the center of these things. And and I think you're right. Is is seeing like the stuff in the bad Jersey Traders group and different things like that does seem to have died down. And and we've gotten good at at policing ourselves and. And handing stuff, we're like the enforcers of old in the NHL. We just police ourselves. You have to get other people involved. But, but no, you're right. I think it has been much, much better with that. And we continue to welcome new hobbyists. I mean, Wade and I met a bunch at his expo. Paul, you probably have in in all the different ones that you've been to. Justin, I'm guessing some of the same. And and that's one of the things looking forward that we need to continue to do. And, and we're going to touch on, once we get through some of just the, the general stuff, the big topic of tonight is, um, at, at Justin's request, uh, talking about new collectors, what kind of, and overall, hey, what do you need to know? What do you need to think of? Things like that. But some of the look, looking forward stuff, like we said with the year in review, too, the fanatic stuff, we'd like to see what, what the jerseys, if we believe the material is going to be the same this, this next year. Um, there may be some subtle changes. I hope it's not terrible. You've got the world juniors, uh, looking phenomenal, uh, right now. And you know, those jerseys, especially with it, uh, uh, with USA being in there, those are going to go high, uh, Wade, our, our, uh, blues player Snoogarood. Uh, what did I see? I think today two goals away for Ty and Ronick for the most in the yeah. world juniors ever. Uh, uh, I know a guy who picked up a Jersey earlier this year. That's going to be in demand. 
you better believe it. Um, <laughs> the uh, the year end equipment sales because of the the going away from fanatics, the blowout of all of that stuff's going to be insane. And I'm excited for it, but I'm also nervous because I'm going to need a bigger wallet. Uh, the the giant question mark that that we maybe maybe need to get to look forward to in this year is when a Badar jersey is posted and sold. Do do, do how does the how do the Hawks sell them or do they end up some other direction? But I mean that's that's the one of the pieces I think every collector, even if they not many will be able to afford it, but us collectors as a whole want to see where the hell that thing's going to go. I can't even fathom it. At this and, point. and of course, just named uh, in the last couple hours, named the uh, all-star game uh, along with uh, Robert Thomas behind you in, in uh, your video. That might, be, that might be the first place we see a Jersey go um, is those all-star jerseys. Whenever they start selling those on NHL auctions, because you know, they always, they always have a set. So, you know, you'd assume that they'll have a Bedard. So that would be our first look at something that could get really wild. Well, and you're going this this All Star game this year goes back to the the drafting situation. So you're going to have one a color for each side. So there'll be an issued and a at least at least one worn. And her in his case maybe twenty. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see. But so just a worthless data point on that. My, my gray recently had a puck auction. And they had one of his gold pucks from November 22nd against the Blue Jackets, a Blue Jackets puck. That went for 3600 Yeah. The puck. I think I was looking at the pucks in that because I, I kind of followed that just to see. And you're looking at it now. I think the most, the second most expensive was like five or 600 bucks. Well, actually, in this one, they had a couple Crosbys for 2500 Okay. okay. Wow. There you have it. But, but that's, okay. you know, you're, so you're talking to him above Crosby level already. Yeah. And yes. what has he done lately? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of auctions, I want to touch on this before we get into the, the big topic. Both Migre and NHL auctions have the Winter Classic jerseys out there. Uh, Migre has just the Kraken ones, and they are the photo shoot worn. Um, all started at 250 uh, with 20 so days to go, I believe. Um, looking at the description here, just to um, um, what is the actual jersey worn by uh, Sandal Kraken in the team photo shoot on New Year's Eve during practice day prior to the Kraken's 3-0 victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it gives, of course, what the, the tracking or what the, the migraine number is um, and good kind of pictures of, of that. And on the fight strap, uh, besides the, the migraine and and – Fanatics tag that is um, both on here, which is kind of interesting. Um, on the fight strap, a P is written to remark the photo shoot. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. We had one other thing closed um, just the other day. It was the uh, game-worn auctions just closed. Yeah, that was pretty light, I thought. It was. Oh, I mean, there were some, but but the volume was low. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Didn't get much publicity either, and I don't know no. if that's because they're not really doing a modern job of publicizing their stuff. Um, and the only thing I really saw that had some questions, I think there were a couple uh, Grant Fear jerseys that people had some issues with that, that I saw some discussion of. 
Yeah, I'll be curious if it ends up in anybody's hands. We know what they yeah. what say there. Um, on the going back to the other auction for just a second, uh, NHL auctions has the first period, both the Kraken and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights jerseys. They end on the 16th of January. Uh, some of those are decent money. Matty Bernier's is at 37.85. Uh, Bjorkstrand 760, Petrangelo 570. Um, like I said before, we started recording. If you go look at the V, uh, on the uh, on the one, it 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 does it, it looks like it's giving you the double middle finger on the top of the V for Vegas, <laughs> which some people say actually kind of fits, but yeah, those are out there on my gray. Um, they are only generic pictures, um, of course, yeah. So, uh, I, actually, I do need a um. Do a correction from stuff we I said a couple shows ago. Yeah. The Stockholm jerseys for the Red Wings um, that they auctioned off, they were supposed to be one period wonders. The Red Wings were supposed to change after the first period, and they were only supposed to be worn one period and then auctioned by NHL auctions. Uh, turns out they were worn the whole, whole game for whatever reason. It did not go according to what they had planned. So they were full one game wonders. Uh, what drove me crazy about the auctions there is they had the placeholder fo fo photo all the way through the entire auction. They never put in the real photos from wow. the jerseys there. So I would not be surprised if that happens here. I'm pulling it up right now, the Winter Classic ones. Um, I hope they prove me wrong. Come on, fanatics, please. Yeah. Um, and and not even a way to tell I'm if if these have just the fanatics tag. Because there wouldn't make any sense for it to have my gray, but it's funny that the set one or the the photo shoot ones actually have a fanatics tag in it, and maybe fanatics got them first, and then my gray. I I don't know. Um, maybe I'll have to reach out to my gray and just ask see if they'll tell me. But I I found that kind of interesting for those photo shoot to have both the fanatics tag and a my gray tag when my gray got them, or that was all done before they determined who was getting what set. I don't know, but just some speculation. So. Um, it is 2024, a new, and, and actually, I guess I do want to touch on one other thing. I'm sorry, go back and, and Justin, you touch on it a little bit. The, uh, PWHL, um, I think is off to a fiery start. You can watch games on YouTube for free. They've had sellouts in Ottawa, Minnesota. Um, I think had 10 or 12,000 people cause they're playing where the wild play, um, they're uh, they're off to a great start. I I hope next season they redesign the jerseys because they're plain and stupid and ugly. And there's there's some saltiness in the in the women's game worn community about just the way things played out. And um, you know, I watched. I think that that first game it was intense. It was really good. It was there were some body checks in that too. There was, there was some check. There was some body checking. It it looked like it was at. And I don't want to say this too loudly, but it looked like it was a different intensity from last year. And it, it the league is definitely off to a good start. They've got good corporate uh, relationships. You know, they're getting support. Bergeron dropped a puck at uh, Boston's first game. You know, part of me has been really, you know, vexed that they didn't even come up with team names. Um, I'm also coming around on that, too. I mean, they had so little time to do this. It was clear that the new ownership wanted a, a fresh start. So you weren't going to see the white caps come back. You weren't going to see the Boston Pride come back. It it it's 
it's a difficult situation. I, I have to say, like, the New York jerseys look good. Um, some of the other teams' jerseys, they don't look too bad. So I think some of that angst uh, and the, really the shock of what happens uh, is starting to dissipate a little bit. I, I'm hoping to get down there for a game or two uh, later this winter. So it, it, it kudos to the league. You know, even some of us who are a little frustrated with the way things happened, uh, it looks like it's off to, on a strong foot. And I will definitely be participating in some of these migrate auctions on the, the camp evaluation. It just, they've, they've identified the colors. They've got really good players. Let's just hope that they can push the league forward in the next couple of years. And and I I hope they continue to get the attendance that they're already having and and yeah and make some of those changes. Uh, Wade, I don't know if you saw it. I saw it because of a, a tweet. Al McGinnis's daughter is playing for Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's that. nice to see some of the kids of NHLers. Yeah, for sure. Play for, for in the women's league, which is which is awesome. I yeah. you know as an outsider because I'm not a I'll admittedly not a big follower of women's hockey. Sorry, Justin. Uh, no. I actually liked. As an outsider, I actually liked what they did with keeping the jerseys really simple in this first year because the way I looked at it in the sales and marketing aspect is it allows them the opportunity to brand those jerseys and move forward into something when they develop a fan base, which I thought was smart. I think that, you know, obviously you're identifying what you're doing. I think you're going to identify where you're going. And I think suddenly you get people excited about the team and then you get people who are excited about what the name is going to be and about what the logos are going to look like. And I think that in a growth capacity, I think it, I think they had a short time to do it. And I, I think the jerseys are pretty plain, but I can see how they, if they do it the right way, they can really turn, turn a corner with that. If that makes any sense as yeah. an outsider. So out of both sides of my mouth, I will talk and say, you know, I, I, didn't like how the announcement played out last year, uh, but I'll definitely be coming around. And yeah. you know, the, in, you know, in, in the first year they've got, I mean, these are really well-established pro players. The, these women yeah. have played at the very highest level, and the you know even the production quality on uh, on the YouTube stream for that first game was it was better than what we saw for a lot of games uh, in, in the PHF last season, and there was yeah. just a different. It looked good. Um, I I would like to know a little bit more about. Uh, I think it was New York's goalie, her uh, Corinne Schroeder. Uh, she wore her old Boston Pride helmet in that first yeah. game uh, for the league. So I'm I'm curious about that. But you know, like you have to get hit, you have to hand it to them. They're they're taking advantage of uh, the support that's coming from a lot of different elements of. Um, of the hockey community and not just game worn collectors. So it definitely they're going in the right direction. I will definitely have to have like one or six. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave Mizell is going to catch this and he's probably just going to chuckle and say, yeah, I know. Um, but they just, I don't know. They just look good. And you know, it's, I actually like the sim I like simple stuff. So to me, like I kind of dig it. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't like, Oh man, you know, if that makes any sense. I'm not saying bring back the white caps. I think it's time to move on. So um, I'm happy with the league at this point. Come up with new originals names or put it out to the public. You could have like hockey McHockey face, one of the teams or something. We'll come up with some strange stuff. All right. So tease this a lot as we've talked through here and, and Justin came up with the idea uh, 
last week, I think we were, we're talking a little bit. Um, and, and with the new year touch on, um, if, if you're a new collector or fairly new collector, things you should know or things to be aware of. Um, and Justin, since it's your topic, I'll start with you. You know, um, I went to, I've been to one Migrate Expo. Uh, it was an amazing experience. The difficulty for me was that it was in the first year I was collecting in 2014. Um, I, I was like blown away. There were so many things happening. Um, you know, I think at one point I tried to try on some veteran collectors NHL jersey and I, the guy just shot me downstairs. Um, so, you know, I, my advice to new collectors is, um, to ask questions and, you know, stay within your budget. It's really easy for these, uh, these auctions to get out of control. It's really easy to take a look at a sale and to overspend. So just ask questions of, of some of the experienced collectors and to just stay within your within your means because it, it can spiral out of control very quickly and the one thing i did see a little bit last year was it felt like some of the noobs uh kind of burned out uh some of the new collectors who kind of made a big splash by purchasing a lot it, it looked like there was some unchecked buying and you see some of these individuals just kind of burn out and so just it's it just it requires a lot of patience and self-restraint, which I guess maybe I'm talking to myself at that first migrate expo in 2014 because it's just it's hard to rein it in when you're just like kid in a candy shop, like seeing all these jerseys up close in person. You're like, I know this was worn on the ice in a certain game, and it's it's hard to to check that when you're first exposed. And you just you see it with new collectors all the time. Like I want to buy every jersey in a certain league, and then you end up with a bunch of crap in your closet that you don't want. Yeah. All right, Wade. Um, I think that's really good advice. I mean, I think that um, I think you can become ravenous in this, and I know I've been guilty of it at different points of my collecting, where it's like, okay, I'll take this, I'll take this, I'll take this, and I think, like you said, suddenly you become unchecked, and then when something that you really want pops up you've overspent on stuff that you don't really want. I think we're all guilty of that at different points. I think one of the hardest parts, even for, even for veteran guys, I think right now with the amount of stuff that as we've discussed, that's been kind of popped into the hobby is there's, you know, there is a lot of good stuff out there and there's a lot of stuff that we all want. And suddenly you get one thing you want. And then the next thing you know, there's something else you want that's, that's out there. Um, you know, I think, for new collectors, I think you guys both hit the nail on the head in the sense that take your time, ask a lot of questions. Um, there's plenty of people in this that will respond to direct messages or will give you your, their number or will pass on advice and help you learn how to do this stuff right and put point you in the right directions because um, there's good people in here. And I think that that's important for people that are new or that are um, – learning is to ask questions and find people that that are like-minded that want to help you paul oh this could go on for a while uh, on this i agree with every everything that's been said so far um one of the things about this hobby is we have so many avenues for communication we have 
the Facebook groups, we have Discord, we uh, we have Reddit, we uh, shows like this, um, expos, ways to communicate. And I always go back for us old folks, the original Usenet rules. Uh, when you join a Usenet group, and a few kids don't know what it is, there you can look it up on the internet. You can uh, see them in museums. Uh, if yeah, yeah you can see them. it there. It, it was basically <laughs> just mailing lists. <laughs> But, um, you know, the, um, what the big rule there was lurk for a couple of weeks before start posting uh, and figure out what's going on. I see this a lot of times in the Facebook group. A new excited collector will come in and say, what jerseys are available for under $300? <laughs> I ignore those posts. I, I mean, if someone said, I, I want something a little bit more specific. I, I just feel it, it, it's a fishing expedition. expedition. So as you're going to uh, interact in these other um, communication means, you know, groups, whatever, figure out how the what the rules are. Well, that's the first thing. Read the damn rules. Um, a lot of new collectors will start posting pucks in the main ga game world. I knew, I knew that was coming. I fucking knew that was coming. And I'm glad. It's like, hey, every single puck post. Every single puck. How, the, the hobby needs to know... Your puck collection is at least 200,000 pucks, right? Oh, easily. I, I buy everyone that appears in the group. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I no, mean, disrespect, had... no disrespect to puck collectors because, yes, that's still part of our hobby. Yeah. And, and thank you for doing it. And I know you guys chase some hard stuff. But there we there is a separate – and some, some groups I do think welcome them, but most of it has now been regulated to, hey, we'll start a puck group instead <laughs> to kind of filter some of the crap. Yeah, and exactly. So, you know, learn the group rules. They're really simple to read. I mean, no price shaming in most groups. Um, Justin and I disagree upon this. Most, a lot of groups, most, when you post something for sale, require a price. The main group doesn't, and that's partly due to history on it. And Justin disagrees. Um, but, uh, you know, we can have a whole nother discussion on that, but, you know, learn the group rules and then learn how people interact in the group. Um, you, you can quickly figure out, you know, what, what's right to ask and what isn't. What, what always surprises me in the main group, one of the questions to join the group is um, get what you think about getting auto Jersey's autograph without fail. Every month, someone new comes in and asks, should they get their jerseys autographed? And you and those are fun to read, by the way. Oh, it is. And, and, and there's a lot of sarcasm in those. But there's a search function. We, you can search the Facebook groups and find out that this has been discussed every month for like ten know, years. Ten years. <laughs> it, it, it's um. <laughs> so you 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 want to make your first impression positive in these groups, and it's not hard to do. It's it's also really easy to make a bad first impression by just like, hey, I, you know, just joining and posting without knowing what the group's about. Um, well, there's so that's, you know, for, for the groups and the communication thing, that's a big thing for me. Another thing that which has come up here and someone has to say it, learn how to do your homework. Learn how to research jerseys. Um, just because a jersey was supposedly worn between January 1st and February 28th doesn't mean it was worn in all those games. Um, 
learn how different teams do different things with their jerseys, how many sets they have. I mean, if you're a Rangers collector and you like wear, well, you have a lot of jerseys to choose from, but they switch them every four or five games, it seems like. So you're not going to get a whole lot of wear on them. You know, other teams, um, the Red Wings will do one or two two sets most for the year. Um, You know, ask questions, do your homework, learn how to photo match, learn what to look for when you're trying to authenticate. Um, You know, there's certain red flags. I mean, we can get into the whole custom crafted issues from way way back when. But, you know, your first purchases are probably not going to be old custom crafted jerseys. Um, Trying to think, whoa. It's, but most importantly, welcome aboard. It's a lot of fun. Most of us are usually pretty friendly, uh, unless you're posting pucks. (laughs) <laughs> in the game in the main group um <laughs> but and but paul you, you you make one of the best points throughout this and, and i'll get to my i wrote out a list earlier get to my list here in a second but ask questions don't be afraid to ask questions if you're unsure about photo matching if you're unsure where to look of how to photo match i mean it's for for some teams teams some teams will put their pictures from games on their website so you yeah. might find stuff from getty images but you also might find other stuff from the blues or from whoever directly on their site don't be afraid to either put a a question in there and some people may reach out or comment say hey shoot me a pm and because you you don't want to have tried to have a long discussion in a in a post but don't ever be afraid to reach out and and most of us i won't speak for everybody but most of us will not have any problem helping and if if you come to me with a san jose question i don't know shit however hey let me reach out to paul um see if he would be willing to to talk to you help you out or or whoever it is we all us old folks of the hobby kind of know who we can best send newbies to to get them help if there's things that we can't answer I've got one thing I want to throw in on that. Go for it. Be humble and be willing to like listen and take a little criticism when you're a new collector to learn. People aren't, I think sometimes you get people that jump into these groups and I've seen it in the past where people will jump in with a question and won't like the response and don't handle that with a lot of humility, if that makes any sense. I think the one thing about this is we're always all learning and growing um, you know, no matter how long you've been doing this, you don't know everything. There's somebody can teach you something else. And I think I've seen in the past where people will try to jump in and then won't really want to accept someone's, like I said, criticism and or critiquing of what's going on. And, and I think you have to be a little humble. So and if you're new seen, to something, yeah, be humble. Yep. But we've <laughs> seen that with some of the new collectors that already come in and, and they bought a couple game jerseys and they think they know how it all works. Yeah. I'm sorry, it doesn't because we've we've dealt and, and you and I have dealt with the blues enough. We know, and again, we don't know everything either, but we've oh, seen a pattern sure. of how some of the things get done, be it the preseason jerseys with no set stamps or things that are carried over in the next year and can explain why that has a mark that you can't match. But if you go look one more year next, oh, wait, there it is. But we've had people even come back at us going, well, you don't know what you're talking about. 
Okay. Sorry. Let me and and we'll lay it all out. But but some of the other things that I that I put on a list here, and and Justin and and you all three of you have touched on it in different different way or another. Have a plan. If you're getting into collecting, what's bringing you in? Is it the team you follow? No. Is it a player you follow? Is it I want to collect guys that have hit 500 games, a thousand games, whatever it is. Have some kind of a plan. Find a focus. Same thing that that. Wade, that you and Justin said is you, if you come in and, and again, walk into my gray's warehouse and go, I'll take one of each. That's great. If you've got an unlimited wallet, but no. most people don't Fig, no. kind of figure things out. And, and Justin, you said it, have a budget. If, if you know, okay, you know, you want to go for a Crosby or a Malkin or, or whoever it is, a Bedard. no, that you're going to need super deep pockets and it, it may be out of your reach. So it's be, be reasonable. I mean, I know guys that collect fourth liners or those, those grinder type guys. Okay. Those aren't expensive. Or if I just want, and and in some cases I've talked to people, I just want a game worn Jersey from every current NHL team. Okay. That's, that's yes, yeah. that's 32 teams, but you may get jerseys two, three hundred dollars for every one of those teams. At the at the end of the day, that's not a deep investment, but you got no. what you wanted. So have that plan. Remember, you can't own it all. None of us have the money to do that. I mean, like we said, people scramble to buy stuff. Oh, and I gotta have this one, and this one. You you just can't. And no. at this this may upset this particular comment, and, and I wrote it down. Um, you know, what, let me say this one first, and then we'll get back to the other one because because this may may cause some things. Uh, and and we had some discussion about this before. Don't hang on LOAs. We've seen that a lot, especially with newer collectors. Hey, does this have an LOA? And if you tell them no, in some cases they don't want it. Even though there's yeah. a set stamp in it, even though there's right. other documentation, if a team LOA or whoever it came through, migrant or whatever, if that's not there, some right. cases those the the buyer won't won't buy it. Again, going back to Paul's point, do your homework. In the blues, you've got a set stamp there. Yes, that's helpful because it gives you some information. You can then reach out to other people, maybe do a photo match, maybe do other things. In migrate, okay, oops. The certificate was lost at some point. Well, guess what? There's a set stamp with the number. Go look it up. Figure out which set it was. Figure out when it was worn, if it was issued, whatever it is. The 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 population report gives you a lot of information. There is stuff out there. That piece of paper, while nice to have, isn't always necessary, nor is it guaranteed. Just like what Paul said with teams on the certificate says this jersey was worn this date to this date. How many times have we blown that out of the water on multiple teams? Absolutely. I mean, it's the information put on that LOA is only as good as who documented it and gave it. Do, and every Blues jersey I get, and it comes with a certificate, they're a little fancy sticker now and all that, that's part of the fun. I go try to photo match it if there's if there's wear and, and stuff to it because I enjoy doing that and I can then have more of a connection to whatever was done in that jersey. 
And the, the, the final point of this, and in, I will call it 99% of the cases, and, and if you guys disagree on with me on this, I am perfectly fine with this. And this one was a tough one for me to type, but I, I, I've been in the hobby long enough. I think I can put it down on paper. Do not buy these jerseys thinking it's an investment <laughs> because you can never call. You don't know. You, you don't know what the hobby's going to do. Buying certain ones, I get. If you've got Lemieux, if you've got Crosby, if you've got certain players, in most cases, as the years go by, they should go up in value. But in the, the modern era, the amount of jerseys worn, especially by people going forward like Bedard and that, they're wearing so many. Yes, you're going to pay big money now, but it's not guaranteed five years from now that you'll get that. So it's if that's why you're going into it, sit yeah. down and think about that a lot more or really start looking at old jerseys or or players that you know, even though uh, somebody like Crosby that's worn that's been in the, in the NHL now a long time, all of those are, are very expensive and will, will continue to be because he set records and do those things. But compare that to the number of jerseys worn by a season overall by the all NHL players. That's a tiny percentage. It's a level of commitment thing. You know, like if you're going to say that you're going to do this as an investment and you're going to collect third and fourth line guys, like what what's your, what's your end game and how long are you staying in it? Um, you know, I mean, realistically – you know, they wear so many. I, I, it's not an investment. It's a hobby. There's a different thing. You can invest in this stuff if you're collecting elite stuff. But even then, there's no guarantee on it. I mean, Connor Bedard could be out of hockey in three years with a knee injury. If you paid yeah. 50000 for a jersey, you're in a whole lot of trouble with that in that th- at year four. Um, oh, just being, you know? The you know the other piece of advice I'd have for new collectors: stay the hell away from specialty jersey auctions. Yeah, you are not gonna. You're yeah. not. Warmups and specialty jerseys are not not the way to, not the way and to it, make money. It's just I so easy to get lost in it. And if and if you're you make a great point. If you're in them because you like that particular design or or whatever, go buy them. I, I yeah, that's sure. fine. I know there's a lot of collectors that just do specialty jerseys. Great. I'm glad you enjoy that. But yeah. if you expect if you pay $1200 for whatever this is and it, and and it's a even a a superstar, wow. You're never going to get that. I'm sorry, you're never going to get that money out of those. Yeah. I, I, people, may, people listening may disagree with that, but not yeah. on specialty jerseys like that. I'm sorry. You yeah. there. The reason they go higher in general is the whole, the, the, the charity and those things that are tied to it. And I'm glad those charities are getting that money, but, yeah. and, and I guess this kind of brings up another point. And I think we've touched on it previous is yes. Those, Oh, I get a tax write off. You do. And you don't most yeah. people aren't getting to the level where they're actually that's really counting for anything. I mean, if you're buying yeah, a crap load of them over the, over the uh, season, maybe, or if you're itemizing because of other things, maybe, but most of the rest of us, no chance in hell. So yeah. I want to add into that. Um, I agree. Don't buy specialty jerseys as an investment 
or expecting to get your money back out of them. But do buy them if you like the style, if you like the yeah. player, if if you believe in the cause and it's going oh, yes. to a charity. Absolutely. Important to you. Yeah. But don't think you are ever going to get even 50 cents on the dollar for what you're spending on that. It'll probably be much less. It's um, not a good financial jersey buy, but it could be a cool jersey buy because you like the style, you want to wear it, you support the cause. Um, basically, yeah. buy what you like. This is the whole collecting focus. And, and that's exactly what I've told people over the years in every aspect of the hobby, whether it be baseball cards, autographs, hockey jerseys, anything. Uh, collect what you like because you like it. Otherwise, it's just stuff. And, exactly. and, and what I mean by that really is, like, you can collect – anything you want in life if you enjoy it and it's something you have a passion for then you're a collector and you enjoy it if you're an investor that's a totally different animal if you're an investor go buy gold or silver or stocks or bonds or Roth 401ks if you're a hobbyist and you love this stuff then collect it because you like it because at the end of the day if you don't like it in two years you're going to have a closet full of hockey jerseys that you could care less about and at the end of the day, the value of them means nothing because you're not going to get the return you wanted. And you, at the end of the day, you've, you've done nothing to enhance or enrich yourself. So well, put, put your lights. enjoy the stuff. That way, if you walk by your closet and you've got 15 military jerseys in there and you proudly served in our military, then that means something to you. And that matters. If you if you had your mom or somebody in your family has fought cancer, then collect cancer jerseys because you love them um, and because it means something to you. You know, whatever it is, be passionate about what you collect because you love it. Because at the end of the day, that's where value happens. And the the two jerseys behind me are uh, kind of represent that. Like, I'm I'm actually a diehard Boston Bruins fan. Been a Bruins fan since I was two years old. Yeah. And yet, you take a look at my closet, and you're going to see close to two dozen Winnipeg Jets jerseys. And I collect them. Uh, because I enjoy the way they look, like the that heritage, yep. such a cool design. The the aviator blue, such a cool design. Like, you know, you have to go with something that it just boils into a cool factor, right? And it, it, that you find interesting, that you're going to be like, oh yeah, I am glad I dropped six hundred bucks on this, yeah, or you know, I supported a community cause. Like it, you gotta. It, it's there's got to be an aesthetic appeal. There's got to be something that that you find, you know, a lot of us are, you know, veteran collectors, 30s, 40s, 50s. We're drawn to that retro stuff because it, you know, it, you know, we grew up on some of these older designs. So yeah, there, there, there's gotta be something. And, cool. and the same way with the newest, newest designs is, is when Vegas unveiled theirs, the number of, of people that were, were not just fans, of course, Vegas was new, but but that those jersey designs were so cool. A lot of people went after them. Same way yes. with Seattle. Those colors were so different compared to anything else we've seen. Those prices were insane, and and it's good for them. Is some people? Wow, that design's awesome. I want to get one. Don't care yeah. who's on the back, but I want to get a gamer. But it, it's just it, be smart, ask questions, and and it, even if you're if you're looking to buy. Or you've got something and you're new and you know what I, I think I want to sell this so I can get some more money for something else. If you're unsure about pricing, 
Send some private awesome. messages to other people. I get those all the time. Hey, I got offered this. Here's what he's asking. Or I need to, I had a friend of mine recently reach out. Hey, I'm selling a few. What kind of pricing do you think? Uh, gave him some options. And and I won't, I won't ever settle on, oh, it needs to be 700 or whatever. I kind of give them a range because yeah. the market and, and I track every blues auction, all that stuff. I can kind of look on on some of it and 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 make an educated guess. But it's never perfect because sometimes that player is much more desired, even if they're if they're a third or fourth liner because yeah. of who they are. That price may may take that up. For another team, their fourth liners may sell for three hundred bucks because nobody gives a damn. Oh. So nothing's nothing's locked in. So you just have fun. Be open-minded, have fun, enjoy the hobby. And and from the, and I think we've had this discussion some before, from the old-timer side of things, if you have people reach out to you asking questions, as long as they're not being nasty or whatever, looking for, let's call it legitimate help, don't be an asshole. Please help. And if you You're don't talking have, to me? <laughs> if you don't have time if you're not interested in helping at least direct them to somebody that will because that's how we continue to grow this i hate to say it all of us are getting older and eventually we may get out i mean we may be in the hobby till the day we die or we may decide one day you know what i'm old enough all this stuff needs to go but continue to pass that on because if you don't Will the hobby die? No. Will be there be less people in it? Possibly. Yeah. And you know what else would be gone? The knowledge. If we can pass that stuff on, that makes a huge difference. Because if we, Wade and I explain to some of the, the young people about, hey, here's how they tag this, what we've seen in the past, or the Blues have done these things, yeah. that will be remembered. So just those, those one-off weird things may continue forward way past us being out of this business. In, in, a, in a funny light, when you say that, it was recently I ran into a guy through this stuff who had went to like a blues jersey sale at the arena in like 83 or 84. And I, I think the guy would either thought I was like weird or thought that like he didn't understand why I had a thousand questions and I was so interested because I wasn't there. And I'd heard stories about it, but I had never, I, I wanted to learn everything I could learn in that conversation about that event so that I could know as much as I could so that I could retain that for myself and for our group and for our hobby, because that guy's not active in the thing. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, I was at the game and you know, this is how they used to do it back then. And I was just, I was enamored by it. And I, and um, I think that part of this whole thing is, like it comes back to you, like we said, collect what you like, but have a passion for it. I mean, like, um, you know, Doc will tell you that at, at the St. Louis Expo, I mean, I set up and I sit right by the front door and I try to greet and talk to everybody um, because I want to like, I want to know who's coming in. I want to know what they're interested in. I want to send them around the room the right way, but I also want to like see what I can learn. You know, I, I'm, I'm a student of this stuff. I study it because I love it. Um <laughs> You know what I did notice a couple of times over the last, not just last year, the boomerang effect where you have certain collectors who, for understandable reasons, burn out. They just, you know, there is, 
even though it's waned a little bit there is bullshit on facebook there's you know there's a lot of frustrating parts about the hobby i've seen in a couple cases of individuals being like i'm out and then they will disappear for a little while and then they will be back buying stuff and it's you know because there is a pull to this and and like you know we all go through parts where you know we either sell off a chunk of our collection or we don't like it don't like the crap that comes with it but you know ultimately this is um it sometimes it is hard to like step away like i challenge the three of you over christmas how often were you checking in on some of these groups because you know there is a sort of um i'm not gonna use there's a consistent element of these interactions that a lot of us find endearing and it's it's so often very hard to either step away permanently or even just step away from our phones for like 24 hours it's hard to do it because you don't want to miss anything. I think for me, it's one of those things where like I like to stay fresh on stuff. So I'll get to a point where if I do take a little time off, the first thing I do when I jump on my phone is, you know, I go to I go to our blues page and then I go to the main page just to see, you know, I mean, I just want to know. Plus, I, I you know, um, but I, I admittedly and I told some people this and I think I Doc and I had talked about it, you know, in the end of October after my, my, my expo and everything, I I put a lot of energy into it. And I did, I took like two weeks off where like, literally I didn't touch jerseys and it was kind of funny. Like I threw everything in my, my space for the, for the show left bins sitting around and it probably took me two or three weeks to even really care enough to go in there. And I felt like I needed a break and a recharge. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't foresee me leaving anytime soon. I really love this stuff and I love the relationships I have from this hobby. And I did take a few days off during the um, holidays when that would explain why you didn't like my pug posts. <laughs> oh, I totally missed them and no one reported them. So, but no, I was barely on Facebook when we were traveling. I was um, real far behind on email. I just do a quick scan if there's like anything I had to attend to, and that there was nothing I had to deal with. Um, so yeah, it was, um, it, it was nice, uh, but good to be back, you know, and dealing with things. So I actually, if we have a few minutes, a few things yeah, I want to ahead. bring up, um, for new collectors, there are a lot of resources out there. Um, we, we talked about the Facebook groups, um, and, and other stuff. Jason brought up, um, uh, the population reports, which are a great tool that Migrate puts out. We keep a list of all the game used Facebook groups in the main group. So, you know, if you come in and you're a Bruins collector, I think there's two or three Bruins groups you're probably going to join. And you start looking through that list, you find some unusual groups, which are, you know, if you're uh, NCAA groups and stuff, it's just, there's a lot out there, a lot of fun. So we maintain that on Opert, my site, we maintain a list of game worn distributors. So it's not always up to date, but we try to keep how each team sells their jerseys. And we're constantly updating that. So if, hope it's up to date on this. If you want to buy Blues jerseys, you can look at that and find out how they're normally sold, you know, besides the resale market um, when they first come out, how the teams make them available. Um, we, we, we talked about photos some earlier. Um, in addition to the team websites, if you collect AHL jerseys, Every AHL team has a Flickr uh, account, and they own, post after almost every game 
high resolution photos that you can use and are great for uh, matching. Um, so, um, you know, I find Flickr incredibly useful there. There's um, the Discord group, which is hockey jerseys. It's not all just game-worn stuff, but it's um, a, a lot of very knowledgeable people who aren't in Facebook groups or the other ones. They're on there. They have a number of resources on, you know, even how to fold jerseys when you're shipping them. Um, and, and they, they do a learn, real... learn that if you sell stuff. Yes. <laughs> so and, and I'm sure I'm missing some other ones. And I mean, I've used... And, and no, Paul, and, and everything you said is is fantastic. And use those resources. I follow the uh, the Reddit one. I don't use. I haven't used Discord um, ever. Um, in tech, I should, I guess. But I've used the the Reddit one and had luck both purchasing and and made a connection with a with a gentleman and helped him sell some some blues related stuff. And he's not on Facebook or anywhere else. But I'm like. Hey, if you don't mind sending me pictures and being the middleman, I will gladly help you move whatever. And, and I and in, in another case, somebody said, well, I can help. I can give you uh, some money for helping me. I'm like, no, that's what what this hobby is. I don't need money to help get you in contact with people that may buy your stuff. That's that's not what this is about. But, yeah, there's with technology, there's so many ways to be able to to find out stuff, to, to get in contact with people, to understand. I mean, the number of us and mine's way out of date. I know I need to update it. You mentioned Flickr, the number of people that, that put their entire collections out there. And if they, they may create a for sale folder in there and they'll post that and, and put the stuff out there. So use those kind of things. But like I said, as somebody new, never, ever be afraid to stop and ask. Nope. If people, if you put a legit, reasonable question, not like, hey, who has jerseys under 300 bucks? Because if, oh. you're in the gen if you're in a generic group, I'm sorry, that's too much. Give us, give us a focus. Give us, give us a little bit more. We will help you. If you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm looking at, at jerseys between 2000 and 2003 from these couple teams or whatever, who's got stuff or who can tell me what should I expect to pay? You should get reasonable answers and people not being asses about it. If, if, if people really want to help. And, and in some cases I've seen posts, be it, I'm assuming they were legit. Hey, I'm wanting to buy X superstars jerseys. What's out there. And, and you know it's a new collector, and, and a lot of the comments are, hey, do you understand what the price range is going to be for these? Because some people coming into the hobby don't know. Yeah. So don't be asses if, if somebody new says they're looking for a Mario Lemieux. We all know where those price ranges are. Don't be an ass and assume that they know because that, not, that isn't necessarily – if you search – Facebook for that. You may or may not find it, or you may find older auction listings on on uh, a Google search or whatever. But as collectors who can at least give an estimate, or again point to somebody that would be more knowledgeable in that, do it because as soon as you have that positive interaction or help somebody out you're going to eventually get repaid in some way or another via 
hey, I collect, you guys get in a conversation, I collect this stuff. And down the road, they reach out going, oh, hey, I've stumbled across this. I don't want it. Are you interested? I had that happen this week. Had a, a gentleman reach out who, um, and again, there's less and less new stuff showing up out there or, or stuff floating around for my McKenna collection. Um, my great current auction um, has uh, flyers nameplates up. McKenna's is in there. All right, go to bid on that. His is also broken off in the corner, which I find odd, but <laughs> but whatever. But it's and and then by him sharing that, uh, him and I talked. He collects a particular player as well. So it's talking about those interactions that we've had with the player, and he's met up with with him, and I sent him pictures of of me giving Mike different jerseys and and. I've never talked to that. He knew of me and, and stuff like that, but I'd never interacted with him before. So it's, it may be a tiny interaction, but it will come back as a benefit for you later. And I will say as a, as an older collector, like the rest of us, the other things I have offered because I have also sold jerseys to newer collectors especially if I get Facebook messages, things like that, when you go to figure out payment, I have no problem telling them, hey, I, will, I can get you multiple references because I, I give them a couple options the way I accept money. I can give you multiple references if you want to touch base to make sure everything's cool. I don't ever have a problem with that. So if you're a new collector and you're unsure with how you're going to pay, especially if, if it's – friends and family and whatever thing you're doing you can either say hey instead i'm going to pay that that additional percentage to protect myself which is fine or say hey can you get me three or four references most people shouldn't have any problem doing that yeah it is perfectly okay to ask in the group hey can anyone can someone vouch for this person yeah, that absolutely. happens all I mean, there's a bad side of this hobby too. We have some scammers out there. Yeah, for sure. They, they have, we can't keep them all out of the groups. So if something comes out and it looks great and you want it, I, you don't know the person, ask about them. Um, we, we do our best to get these scam posts that quickly removed and the people, I mean, besides the goalie groups, they're in all the other groups. Justin does a great job of pruning those out before they get in. So, but um it, it happens. There are people trying to scam people, well, everywhere, but in this hobby. And if you take the time and ask for references on them, it's going to become clear quickly, especially yeah. like if they're selling jerseys they don't own. Right. Uh, or if, a if something's priced too good to be true. Yeah. I mean, you have to assess that. Um, you know, I, I look at it as I'm thankful I have, you know, with the exception of one half of a transaction, I haven't really gotten screwed in, you know, like 15 years of doing this. So it's, but it is, it's hard when you're just starting out because it's information overload and you you don't know who to trust, you know, and in some ways that's a weakness of Facebook as opposed to, you know, the old .NET forum or the um, ice jerseys forum, where it's a little bit smaller community and those threads would be more persistent. You know, the fact that it keeps turning over, it's, we chuckle, but it's no wonder that um, we see periodically the posts of how do you remove a, an autograph? It's just because of the, the nature of Facebook is an inherently, you know, 
mediocre platform. And so you're gonna have you're gonna have really dumbass questions. And I think it's also incumbent upon us as I would say what middle tier, you know, we're not the lions that were doing this in the 70s and the 80s. We're sort of in that middle class of tenure. And it, it's incumbent upon us to to try to if you get a question or if you see someone asking or challenge or just being uh, not a very helpful member of the community to, to try to set them straight when you can. And, and so we have a, we have an obligation to, to do that, which is you know, one of the reasons why I think I've been a little bit less snarky the last probably year uh, pucks aside, because it, we, we do have a responsibility to, like Jay said, to sort of, to bring in that, that new set of collectors because you're, it's just healthy that way. Agreed. Most definitely. I think we've, we've covered this topic pretty well and probably annoyed some people. And, but again, we. Yeah. You called me an asshole earlier. Welcome to every day that ends in Y. I still have one thing on my list. Go for it. (laughs) This we got to cover on the list of resources on Oprah. We also maintain a list of expos. Yes. If you've listened to this show, well, what's wrong with you? But, um, we mention this almost every week. And um, if you have the opportunity, if there's one in the, your neighborhood, your area, your state, whatever, they are so much fun to attend. It's great to meet other collectors, um, you know, talk, talk to people about some stuff, you know, the common passion that we have for collecting and the differences on it. It's just I can't recommend it enough. It adds a human element to a bunch of dirty laundry. Yep. And <laughs> that it does. Got your plug in too. We'll, we'll talk about sponsors later, right. but um, yes, we we'd love to have those for twenty twenty four. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, any this we'll finish up with one final final roundtable right. here in a second. But again, welcome to twenty twenty four. I hope uh, everybody starts the year out with with whatever they want in the hobby. And I know it's going to be once we get into the equipment sales, that's going to be fun coverage for everybody. With the with the blowouts and that that's actually one of the most things I'm most excited for for this year is is seeing how that goes because Wade and I worked together on the on the Reebok one uh, way back when when Adidas came in so that'll be fun and uh, I may I may try to pull some strings with the Blues doubt anything will work but see what I can pull off for for doing some some pre coverage there we'll see um, we'll just kind of go around the the table here and and anything. F- to finalize wrap up anything else you want to say justin no um you know maybe i'm talking to myself but you know there is a tricky part with this if you are attached and you have a significant other um i've heard some crazy stories of collectors going to such extremes to uh, keep purchases from their significant others uh if you're single you don't have to worry about it you know i've noticed uh the more openness, like if I'm getting a package and I'm getting a new Jersey, like I want to share that with my wife. And I think when I first started off, uh, in the hobby, I was very, like, I did not exercise that caution. So just know that, you know, your financial decisions don't impact just you. And it gets really hard to hide packages in your, uh, in your Jersey closet, uh, from a, partners so just just tread carefully because there's a potential for relational strife there i'd like i'd like to add to that um in the old days two years or so ago 
the main Facebook group was open, which means everyone could see it. Your wife could see it. Um, they could look in at every post. So I got a lot of messages and emails saying, Paul, can we make it private? My wife's looking at this and she cannot believe what these jerseys are selling for that I'm buying. Um, <laughs> you just be honest with your partner. I'm lucky as hell. Monica collects with me. I mean, yeah. sometimes she's the one wanting to spend the money on the jersey and not me. Well, okay, frequently. I mean, we both um, love what we're doing here. And I'm incredibly lucky on it. But um, Justin's point, I'm surprised we didn't bring that up earlier. That's just excellent. Be honest with your partner on it. and um, Because it's, it, it's shocking what some of these jerseys cost, especially once you get used to paying the pricing. Exactly. Anything else? Paul, uh, before I go to Wade? Yes. Um, on the expo list, we have an expo coming up in San Jose that we're hosting at the Poorhouse Bistro Studio on Saturday, February 3rd. It is with the AHL All-Star Game on February 4th and 5th. We have access to the Fireball Cove, which is the on-ice seats behind one of the goals in a bar for both games. Uh, we have a private party with the players, team executives, and representatives Sunday night. We have a lot going on for that event. If you go to opert, O-P-U-R-T.com, it's all linked from the first post there. Uh, we're working on the list of who's coming out for it, and it should just be a great time. We hope to see some of our listeners there, and um, looking forward to it. And, and if you do listen, and, and again, I know a lot of collectors do, and I appreciate ones that reach out to me saying, hey, love that you covered this or whatever. If you go to expos and, and not even just, just Wade's in St. Louis, mention it to Paul or mention it to guys that have been on. I love getting feedback, and we've had feedback from places I never expected it to come from and positive, and, and I appreciate that. We it's not just me doing this. It's, it's you guys here. It's other uh, guests and, and guys that we've cycled through the, the panel. It, it's a group effort. And, and I love the reaction that, that we get. And yes, you may not agree with us. Tell us that send us messages. Say, Hey, I thought you guys were off base or what about this? Don't be afraid to share your opinion. I'm none of us are going to knock you over it because we, we see our pieces of this and and move on. And, and I'll mention one last thing, Wade, before I come to you. Uh, when shipping jerseys to people, if especially if you know the people and you've sent them other jerseys and stuff, if you write inappropriate messages on the outside, be careful because their mother might open the get the package and wonder what the hell it is. Right, yeah. Wade? Yeah. Yep. Uh, just just for all our listeners, I don't live with my mother, just for the record, yeah. but she does get my mail. <laughs> because of your work schedule. Just to, because just of my work schedule. But the I doc work. likes to write inappropriate messages. Yeah. I do, you know, while we're ending on the package thing, I have a, a pretty standard, fair way to ship jerseys. I can tell you that when I get something off eBay or from certain places, there's times I'm just like, what are you thinking? Um, a medium flat rate box from the post office will ship a jersey for about $15 anywhere in the continental United States. You can go to Walmart or your local grocery store and they sell the oversized, like bigger than a gallon. I think it's like a two gallon bag with a zip tie on the top. You can fold the jersey correctly around the numbers, fit it in that with no problem, squeeze it sealed and then seal it where you're basically pulling all the air out of it and slide it in that flat rate box. And at the end of the day, you have provided someone 
a quality shipped item that you don't have to worry about it getting wet or damaged or the tape falling up off the box or something else crazy. Um, and the reason I'm saying this, or I guess I'm harping on this at this point is um, part of this hobby and part of this collecting, when you're exchanging these things, I think it's important that people do that with a standard as well, um, because there is nothing worse than getting an expensive item or even an inexpensive item or something that you want for your collection. And it's raining and it's suddenly sitting on your porch in a half tape box with like old depends wrapped around it. Um, so like, please, please be cognizant and professional at some level when you ship collectible items. And I do something very similar to you. The only, my only difference is I get from Amazon, you can get them a huge amount at a time. Is there uh, Tyvek bags that have yeah. adhesive on one and a seal them in that, push out all the air and then throw yeah. it in the box because of that. We've seen the way some of those boxes have come yeah. from the post office, especially that Tyvek material is a little hard to puncture through. Absolutely. And, and like I said, I'm not trying to be, you know, we were just talking about different things that for new collectors. So I think that's important to say. Um, I also just think it's just important to like have that be said, because I think that's something we don't talk about. And then suddenly you'll get, do a deal with somebody and you get it mailed to you and you're like, come on, man, it takes two seconds to go grab one of those boxes and do it. At least, you know, find a way that you think is the right way to do it. I just gave you my example. Love it. Uh, anything else from anybody, gentlemen? I think I think we've had a, a good, fun show. And, and again, what number is this, Doc? This is 35. Um, we are just south of 6,000 listens across all the, the YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And if you listen on all those and you haven't rated the show, please do. I don't care where we fall. I'd love to show up on one of those lists. Uh, one of the, the groups I, I uh, follow on Facebook just today posted that they they hit their, and I know we won't do this because I don't think there's enough of us to ever do it, but hit 100,000 followers on YouTube. They got a fancy plaque. Yeah. I just want to hit a list somewhere. Um, yeah. But rate well, us. That's off to you because, I, I mean, you have a family, you're of a, job you have a hobby you play hockey um you coordinate this every week or two when we get together to do these and um hats off to you for the for what you do for our hobby and putting this together i mean seriously i don't think we say that enough um you do a great job and i think we're all i think the hobby's lucky to have you so i appreciate it it's my my luck of knowing technology and being in radio helps i definitely have a face for radio so Yes, I know some people watch the YouTube, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> so, Wade, on that, thank you very much. Gentlemen, thank you for, for joining me tonight and taking your time. As always, a uh, another fantastic show in the books, and we'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye.